All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 3-11, what a chilly Thursday. Uh, what I learned today is that uh, it's supposed to be, what, minus 40 overnight? Did you notice uh, minus? It's very easy. Like there's certain, I know that 32, because so, I can never remember Celsius to Fahrenheit. I know 32 is uh, zero, right? That's when it's, okay, I'll get that one. But uh, minus 40 Celsius is also minus 40 Fahrenheit. So the uh, insanity meets on the other side. So that's what I learned today in um, in meaningless probably not that useful stuff but now when i say minus 40 and they're like celsius or fahrenheit it's the same so it's damn cold damn cold welcome back to the gregor show on uh, sports 1440 live presented by play alberta.ca alberta's only regulated online gambling website uh, get in hey you know what today is a uh, today uh, you can win a grand a day for the next 20 years play alberta.ca which would be uh, quite nice and on a day like today which is a, a rather somber day in the uh, sports community in Edmonton, uh, losing both John Short and uh, and Robin Brownlee. Uh, Robin unexpectedly um, had a, unfortunately uh, passed away this morning uh, from an unexpected heart attack. And our deepest, deepest condolences to Anna Lynn and Sam and Michael, and then of course to to Marta and the entire Short family. Uh, Johnny was an unbelievable guy, man. Um, as a mentor to me, his main reason why, you know, I think he really spurred on my passion for sports talk radio when I used to listen in bed. How many of you listening out there can relate to having the uh, old alarm, the old uh, clock radio in your bedroom when you'd listen to sports talk radio? No, I'm, I'm dating myself now and that's okay. But that's how it was. And for me, when I was a kid, you know, sometimes I'd have to kind of hide that under the covers. Yeah. Good night, mom and dad. Yeah. Close the door, right? Have it on. Just, you know, have your head under the covers, <laughs> staying up an extra hour, listening to the radio, man. It was, it was awesome, right? Um, who knows? Maybe kids do it now with podcasts. Who knows? That'd be great. But there you go. Uh, we are live in the EWL studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. And, uh, they are your electrical distributor. 
Uh, we are joined now, as we do uh, every Monday and Thursday, by a two-time author, star of Shorzy, first-round selection in the NHL entry draft by the Montreal Canadiens, Terry Ryan. Joins us, TR. How are you? Man, I'm uh, in a pretty somber mood now. I just found out like 10 minutes ago. I, I didn't know this. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what to say to you, buddy. It's a bad, it's a bad day. Yeah. I didn't know John. I, I respect him. I know who he was, obviously. But um, just finding out about Robin, he was so nice to me, you know, and I was always, I looked up to media guys. Like I, I talk about this in my book, but guys like, Growing up, like Red Fisher and Brian McFarlane and Stan Fischler, guys like that, leaving locally, like I always looked up to them. And I, I just, Robin would just, you know, a lot of them judge me because they had to and they, for good reason. I'm, I'm a first round pick that made some mistakes early on and didn't live up to, to, to my potential. And Robin, could look beyond that. He was objective about it. And um, just in the last few months, because of your show, we became in contact again. And he was just so nice. I had no idea. And truly one of the good ones, at least to me. Yeah, no, uh, Ruse is a really good guy. And, um, you know, it was, it was unexpected. It was, it was a real tough phone call uh, for well, way tougher for his wife, Annalyn, to make than for me to receive. That's for sure. And it, and it really caught me off guard. And, um, you know, just because, hey, he'd been on the show on Monday. And, um, you know, was supposed to be on the show today. And, uh, you know, it's sad when I think about that he, that he won't be on the show ever again. Um, and that's, you know, that's the, uh, you know, that's the finality of death, of course. And it's, uh, and it's hard, uh, for sure. Um, but, you know, I had a lot of funny stories about Rubes too. I don't want to, you know, like his celebration of life. Um, he became, he was an unbelievable father. He, his family was first and he lived by that and it was great. And especially because, you know, he grew up, uh, his father wasn't really around and, you know, he could have continued that cycle and he didn't. And he went the exact opposite way, which is outstanding. And I know that, uh, right now, Sam and Michael are in a lot of pain, but, um, that pain will be easier knowing that they had a dad and, and, you know, they'll be okay yeah, because they had a dad who loved them. And that's, uh, that's really powerful for all the dads out there. So, uh, you make sure you hug your kids tonight, pops and, uh, kids, you give your old man a little hug too, even if you don't think uh, he needs it, uh, he'll appreciate it. Do that in honor of Robin. I think he would, uh, that would be the best thing that you could do, uh, for him and his family is to, uh, to, to hug your son, your daughter and, uh, daughters and sons. You make sure you, uh, you hug dad tonight, even if you're battling it. Hey, maybe you just school them on the, uh, the basketball court like, uh, Sam did. We were laughing earlier, uh, Terry about, uh, how Robin was telling us a story when I think if Sam was 12 and he was like, God, like this is the last, like this might be my last time. Like, Today, I had to really go balls out to beat him. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then dads can laugh about that because, you know, he was proud at the same time. He's like, Hey, my kid's getting good, but geez, he's getting better at me now. So, that, you know, you know, afterward, then it's like, now my kid is going to take it easy on me. And if I win, I'll be like, well, did I win or did he let me win? Like it's role reversal. It's quite, uh, it's quite funny in how that goes about for sure. <laughs> Yeah, the first thing I did, man, I went in and gave Penelene a hug. Um, you know, it's so sudden, and it's good that he was, like you said, a good father, a good person. Can you can you imagine just having regrets, and then just suddenly something happened like that? Like, really, if I, if there's any message there, it happens 
the, the first thing that pops into mind when, when things like this happen to me are like, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you've got things to mend um, with a relative or a loved one, like do it because yes. anything can happen. And we all have a, we all have a due date and it's coming at some point. And yeah, that's one thing I can smile about is that he seemed really content. And I read your, your blurb about him there. And, um, you know, I, not everybody can say that. And I'm glad, look, if I knew this a few months ago, cause I hadn't talked to him for like a decade. Yeah. Like it was a long time. Um, when I lived in Bentley in 07, 08, that was when I would have spoken to him. And I never, I only, I got to know him pretty well in the last few months, better than I knew him before, before I had respect and hi, Mr. Brownlee. And now <laughs> just to see how you guys get along and, and, you know, yeah, it's, it's one of those weird, um, what's well, bittersweet isn't the word cause there's nothing sweet about it, but in the cellar, we do that a lot here. I, I'm sure you've heard the Irish funeral yeah. sort of thing. So I, I don't know. I don't go I'm to a big I'm a big I'm believer a in celebration of life where you yeah. can it can be sad for sure but uh, you, you want to celebrate all the you know the the great yeah. things that they that they you know they accomplished in their life and I know for Robin honestly like his you know becoming a dad was like so like he really relished it and and mm-hmm. I you know not that not that some dad but he really like it was you know every moment being a dad and a husband and you know him and Anna Lynn they they had a really strong bond and relationship too which was uh which was very powerful but uh you know just watching him interact and listening to him tell stories and and the other thing about Robin um and I'd mentioned this earlier off the top was how. He would just send me random notes and he would never text me. And I kind of, I'm like, dude, I'm not on Twitter all the time. Right. Cause I'd, you know, I'd go away for five days and there'd be like a message on Twitter on my DM. And I'm like, what? And it was, you know, and sometimes it was just, Hey, like it was always happy father's day. He never missed a father's day ever. Um, but, uh, then there was other just, you know, he would read something I'd written or heard some, me talking about something and he just always had a real complimentary note. And I'm telling you, man, like, and I remember I, I thankfully I told him once, I said, Hey, Rubes, you know what? I really appreciate those. Like, I should probably do more of that to you. And, you know, it just, but he would just do it and he goes, well, I don't do it for you. I don't need it in return. He just something that, uh, he goes, I, I felt like I, for years, I never expressed any emotion to anybody, he said, like, and, uh, so he just kind of wanted to make up for lost time. And it was never, it was just like, little notes about, Hey, I really like that interview. I am really enjoyed that. Or, you know, strong piece on this or that. And it was, you know what? It was just, it was a nice surprise because you wouldn't expect it. Right. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll miss, I'm thankful that, that I still have them all. And I went back and I read them today and it really kind of warmed my heart to think about it. And, and, you know, and then also all the laughs we had, cause we, we chirped each other a lot, right? He had a big melon. So I like to call him bison head a little bit at times or, and, uh, you know, like Ruben Bronte and, you know, the, the nicknames for him. And I'll, I'll never forget him and Stoff, Bob Stoff are like two guys in their forties. And I'll say racing rather loosely. Because it was more of like a time them with a sundial as they were sprinting down the uh, sidelines at Clark Park during training camp once. Because somebody who thought was faster, <laughs> like like it's you know sure I I I, I think. Bob might have won 
by like uh, an inch maybe because I think Brownlee stumbled as they were both trying to reach towards the finish line. <laughs> it was still <laughs> curious. God, I got to get it. He might have that on video somewhere. Me, I have to play because I think Kevin played it on Global, if I'm not mistaken, to the tune of Chariots of Fire, and we were dying laughing watching oh, it. Boy. Oh, it was epic. And so, you know, Rubes had a pretty good sense of humor. Um, is actually a really good lacrosse player. And, um, and so like he, you know, he, and he had his old lacrosse stuff that he brought. It was like, like the old, like wooden ones. And, you know, I don't know. Did you ever play lacrosse? No, no. I watch it. I, yeah. I'm intrigued by it. And I so like those here. old wooden sticks and how they're, you know, and, and the guys would make their own pockets and everything. And it was always, you know, it was pretty special. And so, um, yeah, Ruby, he'll definitely be a guy who's missed. Um, uh, one quick question for you before we go to break, because we're going to talk some hockey, of course. Uh, the Orders have a chance uh, to win uh, their ninth in a row again tonight. There was some people concerned of how they played in Chicago. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on the the offside review, TR. How can they make it better? Because I don't think what happened, and it didn't cost Edmonton the game, but I don't think how they review that goal is really how they should, like, it's not, I think, what they planned on having. They wanted to eliminate the Matt Duchesne goals, right? That were so, you could watch it in one second, that's offside, okay, blow that, now yeah. we go again, right? Like, like this micromanaging it down to the ultra, ultra, super slow motion screen thing to takes five minutes, to me, that's ridiculous. So, I know you got, you're on here every day, and I'm on here twice a week, but, um, this was one of my uh, rants, like way back. It was probably the first or second one I remember because this is on my mind for years. First of all, nobody asked for this, right? Matt Duchesne was 13 feet offside. Nobody asked. I understand. The, the is it a goal or not? To to a point, I do I do understand that. It's unfortunate when it slows down the game, but you don't want to you know a goal go in and disallow well, whatever. You don't, you don't want to mistake an actual goal. But this this. Breaking down, and like Connor McDavid said it well, like, you know, he said it without saying it. Yeah, we're going to zoom in. We're going to, in other words, what are we doing? Does any, would anybody complain? Let's just say you thought that was, would Chicago have gone crazy? No, it's a millimeter. What are we talking about? Why are we breaking that down? I think it slows down the game. It takes all the momentum away. And then something that close and you're going to take, I don't know how long that seemed like it took an hour. Yeah. The whole, like the, the, any momentum in the game either way, because Chicago should, I mean, I thought it was going to be 10 to one, right. But I mean, yes, Edmonton got the win, but it just took the wind. I mean, if you're a player or a fan, it's just all of a sudden, blah, you know, I, I think it's silly from day one. I think they could do away with the video offsides. Um, because I, I, I just, this happens. It's not only that. There's a lot of bad. First of all, you can't go the other way on it. Yeah. So there, there, there's that. Yes, it's now, one-sided. Often, often, it's it's called, and the play happened three minutes before. You're like, what, what? Wait, <laughs> that was three possessions ago. What? Do you, oh, we were offside. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I, to me, it's unnecessary. Again, I don't remember anybody asking for this. There's all kinds of things. We debate fighting in hockey, uh, the, the goal. Uh, we, we debate overtime. We, we debate the shootout, right? No matter what side you're on, this is all deb- I never heard anybody, anybody ever say, hey, even playing. When I would watch, I would freak out if, if, if there was a bad penalty taken and the ref's right there and he didn't see it. I mentioned Switzerland and Sweden last week. But as a player, 
in any league I was ever in, and no, no matter how big the game, if I'm looking at, ah, oh, maybe that was offsides. It's just, think, how, how many times do people snap about it? Never. Yes. Because whatever it is, it's usually a defensive breakdown. There's more people to blame. Now, if the puck didn't go in and you call it a goal, that's different. Yeah. But, you know, how many times do you look back and go, man, if they only called that offsides, <laughs> if I'm a coach, I'm going, you know, what happened there? No. We lost our guy. Yeah. You know, so I think it's silly and it's become a, a clown show. Yeah, I would agree with you. 326, Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube. We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, we will discuss, hey, the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, they got their goalie back. Uh, the wings are rolling a little bit. We'll get to that and more in the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 3.30, Jason Greger, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you on uh, Sports 1440. We are uh, going to get to uh, Around the NHL now, brought to you by McDonald's. We're uh, stopping right now. If uh, if you're hesitating, hey, and hey, you know what? Maybe you want to get uh, an extra one, take it to the uh, freezing father. I still can't believe he's out there uh, all night tonight. Goodness gracious. But, hey, that's what you do when you're a dad and you love your kids. But the uh, Hot Honey McCrispy is now available at uh, McDonald's at uh, any one of the uh, locally owned and operated uh all Edmontonians and uh, areas are locally owned and operated by people in your community. And uh, you know what? They're a huge sponsor of Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. So uh, thanks to uh, McDonald's for getting the kids on the ice this week. Uh, enjoy. It's a thrill for all the kids. Uh, Ansar Khan joins us, a uh, beat reporter for the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, Ansar... The uh, the Red Wings, they get Alex Lyon back. Uh, they've won three in a row. Lyons, you know, you look at his numbers compared to the other two goalies this year and Huso and Reimer, and he's got a 920. They're eight and four when he's in. Uh, that's a huge boost to their lineup, getting him back. Yo, without a doubt. Uh, and uh, it's hard to imagine uh, where they'd be right now uh, without Lyon because uh, obviously Huso's out, and it looks like he's going to be out uh, for a few more weeks. And uh, James Reimer has just uh, struggled badly ever since uh, he had two good starts uh, to start the season. But uh, without Lyon, uh, you know they would be they, they would have fallen much further uh, out of this uh, playoffs picture for sure. Um, Patrick Kane has now been there sixteen games. Uh, he's got 14 points. Uh, the Red Wings offense has been actually very consistent. I was looking at their numbers all year long. Offense isn't their issue. Obviously, they want to limit goals, but they got a pretty balanced attack. And so they got the six most goals in the National Hockey League. And, you know, they got, I think I counted today, 14 guys with five goals. Kane, of course, uh, in only 16 games has six. So how has he fit in? How has he, you know, added, changed anything to the, to the roster offensively for them? Yeah, he has fit in um, really well. I mean, it took him a couple of games at the start to uh, kind of get his feet under him, which is not surprising coming off the hip surgery. Uh, but uh, and, and Derek Malone has mentioned a couple of times he's been pleasantly surprised by uh, how healthy he's been. Because uh, when he uh, they, they they didn't expect him to play this many minutes as he's logging, they thought that maybe he'd uh, they, they they rest him. On the uh, on, on the back to back situations, but he's played every game, uh, and he's logging uh, you know uh, the kind of minutes you'd expect him to log if he weren't coming off an injury, and uh, and 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 he's it, it's 
basically the chemistry that he's had with the Debrinket, they've really rekindled what they had in Chicago uh, a couple years ago. Uh, they, they really read off each other well. Uh, Kane with his hockey sense and passing ability and Debrinket uh, just knowing where to go on the ice to get open uh, for a shot. And, sir, I'm wondering, the, the Red Wings are pushing for a playoff spot, and I think, well, they win three in a row before that, a little bit of a dive. But you coming into the year, I think they'd be happy where they are right now. If they could get one player, one position, say, what do you think they need the most? I, I think, you know, a top four kind of a shutdown defenseman, because, uh, you know, defense is still a concern. And, and, you know, they've got, they've actually, I mean, they've, they've been pretty healthy on defense, and they've got seven experienced NHL defensemen. Um, and so, they, you know, they, they, they've been, uh, a, a guy like Ole Mata, Justin Hall, have been occasional, uh, they've kind of been rotating as the healthy scratches. Uh, so it's not a question of the number of bodies, but I think they could use an upgrade if, if they could find such a player. Uh, to, 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 to help uh, boost uh, them defensively, I think uh, that would be the, uh, the main uh, thing that uh, if, if Steve Eisenman uh, looks to make a move in terms of uh, acquiring a player before the deadline, I, I think that would be their, their biggest need. And, uh, you know, you look at, at their uh, their team defense because, as I mentioned, goal scoring isn't the issue for the Red Wings. They're, they're just giving up too many goals. Now, how much of that is the goaltending? Because when Lyon's in, I know it's only 12 games, but when he's in, they don't seem to have the defensive issues. Is he just playing that great and, uh, they're, you know, masking the defensive issues? Or have they sudden, somehow in a weird way played better when he's there? No, he's... Uh... It's a combination of both, but a lot of it is Lyon. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, a significant upgrade over Reimer. And Husso's a guy that uh, before he got injured, uh, he just wasn't the same. He uh, he was arguably their, their most valuable player for the first three quarters of last season. He took a dip uh, towards the, uh, the, the last month of, of the season. Uh, I think he just got worn out. They, they were forced to use him so much. And coming into this year, they had hoped he would rebound, but uh, that hasn't been the case. He's, he's, he's really, his numbers aren't good, uh, but he's been bailed out a lot by the offense. But he's a guy that they're really counting on to, uh, to get back to that form from last year. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, defense for sure. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, and a lot of those games that Reimer was in there, their defense, I mean, just uh, breakdown, rushes. I mean, guys, you know, opponents were, were open uh, right around the net in the slot area. They just too many missed assignments. But uh, it, it's funny how you, they put Lyon in there and all of a sudden they're not having as many of those issues. <laughs> Uh, it's weird. Ansar Khan, B reporter for the Detroit Red Wings, joins us. And so I'm looking at the uh, the power play units. They got uh, Kane with Debrinkat and Sider, Sprong and Fabry on one, and then Larkin and Perron and Raymond Comfer and Gosses Bear on the other. Do they kind of go fifty fifty and just whichever one's hot maybe gets a little more? How, how do they work? Do they have like a number one unit in your eyes? 
Yeah, uh, that uh, the Gostasvere Larkin unit uh, okay. that gets that usually that's they start most power plays uh, with that unit, and and that unit uh, gets the bulk uh, of the minutes, I would say. Uh, but they they certainly rely on the second unit too. Uh, Gostasvere has been a huge boost uh, on the power play, uh, running it uh, from the top with his left-handed shot. Um, that's, they started the year actually with Cider, the right-handed shot on that first unit, and then they, they switched up uh, putting Cider on the second unit um, And uh, because Gostas Bear was, was really uh, producing there. Answer. Um, Mo Sider is, uh, I-, I think, probably underappreciated a little bit. Maybe the fact that the Red Wings, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs, they haven't been overly competitive. Sometimes guys like that, they get they get lost a little bit. Uh, you've watched now up close. What's been? Not that he needed obviously massive improvement, but where's the growth been in his game? For Oilers fans who maybe don't get to see him a lot tonight, him and Wallman, of course, are likely going to get the McDavid assignment, I would guess. But uh, where, where has he gone? Is he continuing to improve? And what, you know, does he remind you of anybody? Yeah, you know, he's he's actually, um, I think, kind of a, a victim of the the own the team's uh, defensive struggles and and the goaltending, where you could kind of say his game has not been as sharp as it as it was uh, the last two years defensively. Uh, but I don't. I mean, it's not. It's certainly not a concern, and it's nothing significant. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, a guy like him, you know, he's, he's played every game uh, since his rookie year. He hasn't missed a game. And he always, I, I would venture to say it in most of those, uh, probably 95, 90% of those games, he's been the minutes leader, uh, plays in all situations. Uh, you know, PK power play, obviously, uh, he's on, on the ice uh last minute of the game uh, to protect leads. Um, you know, you're right. I, 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 there is uh, some, um, I could see some uh, unappreciation, maybe not, not kind of fully appreciating what he does because he does so many things uh, good. Uh, maybe not, uh, certainly not flashy. He's not going to put up a lot of uh, gaudy offensive numbers. He's not going to make those kind of end-to-end rushes type uh, skill type plays, but he just does everything solidly. Um, the that that'll be the one defensive matchup uh, against McDavid. Uh, I assume is it like Larkin? Is it the comp the cop line? Like which forward line do you think is going to go up against the Hyman Nugent Hopkins McDavid line? I, I get a, a sense it's going to be the cop line. Uh, I, I think uh, Lalone may have tipped his hand a little bit in practice yesterday okay. when he uh, put uh, Fisher, uh, Christian Fisher, who's a, a, a top penalty killer and uh, defensive forward, up on that line with Rasmussen and Kopp, uh and then uh, in place of Fabry, who's more of a, who's certainly more of an offensive player, not not uh, who, who would have been a defensive liability. So I think with with um, Kopp, Rasmussen, uh, a heavy body, and uh, Fisher, the defensive forward. I, I would expect uh, them to draw the assignment against McDavid's line. And, sir, as always, we appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight. Okay, thank you. 
That is uh, Ansar Khan, beat reporter for the Detroit Red Wings. And that most Sider's a hell of a defenseman, man. He is like, there are certain guys in the league, like it's, you know, I get, you know, Hughes and McCarr electrifying offensively, but most Sider, like he is physical, Terry. Like there's not a lot of guys like that. Like when he's on the ice, you better have your head on a swivel and he's not dirty. Like he can just hit hard. Those are, uh, you know, if you're doing a fantasy pool or something, it's one thing. But if you're playing and you're playing against him and guys like that, that's the first thing you're thinking before the game. I'm serious. Like, because there's not a lot of room out there. I've often said in hockey, you can't just jump out of, out of bounds, right? And I think the fascinating thing about that, of which there is no analytic, is that if you're forward and you look up, I don't know, let's just say in my experience, I don't know, I look up and Scott Stevens is on one side, and I don't know, someone like Brian Rafalski on the other. Rafalski is going to rip up the fantasy pool, but I'm going down that other side yeah. every time. Yes, I know they didn't play together, but you know what I mean. You know what I Actually, they might have. But anyway, I'm, I'm missing, I'm getting away from the point. You know what I mean. Yeah. There was a lot, so... It's like when Chara was out there, he was doing a lot without doing it because no one wants to go over in that side of the ice. Yeah. So he cuts it. Now, there's no way to measure that. It's tough. But as a player and as a coach and really anybody watching that knows what they're doing, it's very, very important. And Cider is one of those fellas. I just think his value is much higher than it might show on paper. Quick break. Uh, when we return, uh, we'll speed things up. Uh, Colin Livingston uh, will join us. Uh, we have um, uh, John Belmont's coming on later on in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, John Short's uh, legacy, of course. Uh, also, we're going to have lots more on uh, on Bronte uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, a really sad day here at Sports 1440. Um, Robin Brownlee uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, this morning. Um, he, uh, he had a heart attack and... Uh, our deepest condolences to his wife, Annalyn, uh, sons, uh, Sam and Michael and, uh, their, their entire family. And of course, uh, uh, sporting legend, really. I'm not sure there'd even be sports talk radio in Edmonton if it wasn't for John Short. And, uh, John at the, uh, at the age of 86 passed away uh, peacefully today, uh, with, uh, Marta by his side. Uh, he waited until she came there to visit him in the hospital and, uh, they said, uh, their goodbyes peacefully and, and, uh, and John passed on. And uh, we'll miss both of them. Uh, uh, both had a very uh, a distinct impact in my life uh, at different times for different reasons. And I will miss both of them uh, very much. We'll take a quick break on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 348. Welcome back. It's game day. Oilers taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, sad day here at Sports 1440. Uh, we'll get to uh, more of that a little bit uh, later on. But first, uh, speed things up, uh, which I think Brownlee would have really appreciated uh, as a, as a motorhead himself. Uh, love the, uh, the cars. And, uh, we get to the racing report now brought to you by Cantork, where they have the uh, new and improved website. Because, hey, just like in the cars, you're always looking to improve it. Got to update it. Yeah. Put a few new uh, piston rings in it, and now it's running way better. And you can uh, get all of the uh, racing reports right there live at cantork.com as uh, Colin Livingston uh, joins us uh, once again. CL, how you doing? 
Hey man, condolences. I know, uh, you know, short was, uh, was, was one of your main mentors, especially as, uh, as we go down this road, um, you know, a little bit of strange foreshadowing, you know, we were talking last week about, uh, maybe me sneaking in some of that delicious tequila that, uh, that you bought me for my birthday. Uh, I could use one today, today man. Oof, geez. Oh, it, it, yeah, it wouldn't have been just one though. And, <laughs> you know, maybe fortunately or unfortunately with this minus 30 nonsense, uh, we'll have to save that for for another time but uh um yeah condolences uh to everyone uh in in the uh talk sports world i mean that's uh that's a big day yeah yeah i know john and, and robin both uh t- two big guys and two great men uh for sure um i, I want to stick uh first of all with the claims you know lots of news coming out and uh, i know tr is going to get to haas in a second but i want to talk about ferrari they're claiming that they're going to replace 95 percent of the components uh for their s uh their their 24 car um is this is this good is it is it a complete shot in the dark or is this just add to the intrigue what's your thoughts on this well, I mean, that's teams often talk uh, politically correct. Uh, they use they use terminology that, um, you know, leads people in one direction without actually saying what they're saying. And and essentially, you know, what what Mercedes and Ferrari are saying, I mean, Mercedes is no no secret because, you know, their car was was terrible the last two years. They um you know, kind of patched it up a little bit, but this year's car will, will be very different from the last two. And, and, you know, by, uh, Ferrari saying that they're going to replace 95% of the parts, they're basically saying that, that last year's car was a pile of crap that, you know, you could, you could pretty much grind it up and, and use it to, uh, to fertilize the crops. That, that was about what it was good for. So, but the, the problem with, these kinds of wholesale changes like the the rule in racing at least when you're working on setups is that you only want to change a few things at a time now obviously the the car was was terrible but if they get even even a few things wrong with this car um changing that much they're they they could be so far off um off kilter that they might actually go backwards i mean obviously you know we won't really know and it, there's a lot of really smart people um you know running simulations and and you know trying to you know sort out what's what but these were also the same people who built the previous cars so it it's entirely possible that that they missed the mark i mean um you know kudos though that they're not just sitting back yeah you got you always got to look because they they're trying to close the gap i think it's uh, it's safe to to say um now the, the new style car right it's being heavy and still like when is it not till 2026 you think there's going to be changes or you think it's going to be before then uh no the the chassis pretty much and and this current aerodynamic package um it is going to stay put until uh the end of 2025 2026 is when the new engine regulations come in and they're they're talking about trying to um improve the cars i mean you know it's it often seems that the more they try and improve it the further back these things go but um you know, for people who, who, you know, obviously there's a lot of fans to F1 who have come in basically since the drive to survive era. So they didn't really get to see, you know, previous generation cars or, you know, really know what these things were like. Like the, the current generation car is super, super heavy. Um, it's very stiff. Um, 
you know, there's not a lot of agility to it. Like, yes, the, these cars are going crazy fast and they, they do need things in the corners and, and all the rest, but compared to previous generation cars, like, um, you know, the cars have gotten so long, so wide, so heavy that there's, you know, there's just not a lot of um, agility anymore. So really, it I think it's taking a lot of the driver out of the equation. Um, you know, obviously, they're trying to make things more racy with the the under tray effects that have been in for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, again, time will tell. Hopefully, they can start moving back to where you know, the, the chassis were before, but still incorporate this new aerodynamic package. TR, go ahead, buddy. Sorry, I got to step away for a second, guys. Uh-huh. I'll be right back. Hey, no problem. Uh, let's get to the, uh, the big news, I guess, is that uh, fan favorite. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Gunther Steiner uh, was terminated today uh, by Haas. Yeah, I mean, for, for anybody, you know, if you've been around uh, F1 as a fan or if you're just coming in in this, you know, Drive to Survive era, um, Gunther Steiner was always a fan favorite. You know, it didn't matter if, if you were in before that or not. You know, his he's kind of legendary for being very abrupt, not necessarily hostile, but, yeah. you know, he's he's just very direct. He's got a bit of a temper. Um but he's also been there since day one. And, and again, while Haas isn't saying it so, so obviously, you know, they're, they're basically saying that they don't think that they can get back to, um, you know, a, a moderate level of competition as long as he's the head of, um, you know, head of the team. Um, they're, they're promoting a, a dude named uh, Kamatsu from, from within, um, you know, he's, he's an engineer. He headed, uh, their, their engineering department. Uh, but whether, you know, and, and it seems like that's what they want to do. They want to have somebody leading the team that's got that engineering background. Um, but there's so much more to it than that. Like, you know, being able to manage the drivers, being able to, uh, maintain your sponsor relations, attract new sponsors, you know, like Haas is one of the, the lowest budget teams on the grid. So there's only going to be so much that they can do, um, 
you know, with their development, you could have the best engineering in the world, but if you don't have the capability to produce, and, and it's well known that Haas isn't, you know, coming close to the $135 million budget cap, um, but, you know, mixing it up a little bit maybe isn't the worst thing in the world, uh, but there's going to be a lot of people watching to see where, uh, you know, our friend Gunther uh, ends up. So what about his replacement? Uh, what should we expect? Again, just just more engineering. Um, you know, we're not going to get the we're not going to get the good sound bites. We're <laughs> not going to get the uh, you know, I, I, I can't even dumb it down. But, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes involves, uh, you know, a, a word that's not uh, allowed on on the airwaves. But, you know, talking about when um, I think it was Nikita Mazepin, um, it, it was one of the drivers. It, it even maybe went back to Kevin Magnuson when he first left the team, um, had a had a conversation and, and slammed the door. And he's like, you do not slam my door. Like, and he went chasing after him, <laughs> which made it to the to the drive to survive uh, show. So that was one of one of the best. You know, I think this new guy is going to be a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved. We're probably not going to have the same insight into Haas uh, unless they appoint, you know, a better public speaker. Um, um, you know, because, you know, Mr. Uh, Kamatsu is, you know, obviously, um, you know, Japanese, uh, so not necessarily as comfortable, um, you know, speaking in front of the cameras as as uh, Gunther was. But, um, you know, wish him well. Um, you know, Haas being the only American based team, even though they do all their stuff in, in the UK, um, you know, really hope that, um, you know, that they can um, you know, start turning it around. But the, the problem is when they start moving up, that means somebody else is going to move down. So it's, uh, you know, it's a perpetual battle. Uh, lastly, like, how much of a difference do you think he can make? Like, like for people that aren't racing fans, can like, is this like changing your GM? Is there, is there like, is it, because it's not like he can come in and is he going to make that significant of engineering changes? Like it wouldn't be until next year. Fair enough. Or could he do it during the year? Like how much of an impact can he make? He was already the head of engineering. So, you know, moving him into the team principal role, they're not going to be adding anything to the engineering pie. What might happen is some of the team focus, you know, from promotions or from, you know, activations might move more towards, you know, focus um, on track. But I, I don't really see it. I mean, uh, it's it's way too simple to say, but until they get more money, they're not going to get more competitive because you've still got, um, you know, the the Ferrari, the Mercedes, and um, and McLaren that are you know bona fide uh, car manufacturers. Whether or not um, they they declare everything that happens, they have a whole world of, of technical knowledge that they can rely on where, you know, these customer teams like Haas, where they have to buy all their stuff, you know, from Ferrari and then make the, the remaining, um, their hands are a little bit more tied. I mean, you know, again, I, I hope I'm wrong because they're, they're one of the more entertaining teams to watch, but I don't think there's going to be a metamorphic shift. And, uh, you know, they announced all their launch dates, February 5th, uh, you know, February 7th, Red Bull's on the 8th, you know, Ferrari's on the 13th. Um, what, do the launch dates really mean anything in, in your eyes? Like what is, well, is there a benefit from being first? No, not at all. Um, the, the guy who's first is the one that gets to kind of brag that they've got their car ready to go before anyone else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't because like we talked about last week, these, these car releases, they don't 
rarely, rarely, rarely do they ever release the actual car. They they just kind of put out what the car is going to look like. It'll have the current livery, but the components aren't necessarily going to be um, as you'd expect or as they're going to run. Um, and there's still, you know, obviously uh, the preseason test in Bahrain that um, will will give the teams their first indication if the bodywork, if the chassis, if everything is working the way they expect, but they only have a week to turn things around after that. So yeah, the releases aren't really, you know, the, the only time the releases are really interesting is when a, you know, a new sponsor comes in to see what the cars look like, you know, where you got Alfa Romeo uh, turning into, you know, stake F1 kick 48 other thing, you know, longest name in, in racing team they're going to look different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Awesome stuff, Colin. We appreciate it. And, uh, yes, uh, we will have that tequila in the future in honor of, uh, of Robin and, uh, and John when the, uh, the time is right. Uh, stay warm today. Stay warm. Don't leave your cart outside. <laughs> That's a good tip. <laughs> That's uh, Colin Livingston in the uh, Racing Report brought to you by Can Torque. It's uh, 401 on uh, what has been somewhat of a somber day. Uh, we're halfway through. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I could uh, I could use the distraction of the uh, orders Red Wings game tonight. I will enjoy it uh, w- with my son, uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'll think about Robin and, and John for uh, for very different reasons. John was a mentor to me. He uh, he played such a huge role in me uh, getting the opportunity that I've had and uh, and always supported me. And uh, it was it was truly remarkable. Really, uh, I appreciated every moment of it. And and Robin was someone who, uh, you know, we became really good friends. Um, you know, obviously worked together for a long, long time. Uh, and I worked with Shorty too. Uh, he was wise enough to retire a little bit earlier. But uh, um, you know, uh, we'll really miss Robin uh, on the show. Uh, for anybody who's just joining us, unfortunately, uh, some sad news today with both uh, the passing of John Short and Robin. Brownlee, we'll get to a sports 1440 update uh, right now. Then we'll come back. Uh, Speck's going to join us a little bit earlier. Of course, uh, you know, another guy who you know, worked side by side with Robin uh, for and against him at times. Uh, well, not against, I guess. But, uh, you know, when you're on the beat, it can be competitive in a good way. And then, uh, you know, was another guy that uh, John Short mentored uh, coming up. So uh, he'll have some good stories to share about those two. And we'll also talk about the orders. And Detroit after the uh, the con man and a sports fourteen forty brought to you by Fountain Tire. Now, of course, Fountain Tire. Hey, you want tire changes? They can do all that. You get your winter tires on. But cold like this, you need some mechanical help. We'll stop in. Uh, their mechanics can fix anything for you, and especially help you stay on the road in this brutal cold. FountainTire.com. Book your appointment now. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 